0: featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Okay, y'all, before we get started, I promised myself I wouldn't forget to share with you some really important news. I have officially opened the opportunity to work with me in the eight week ESL relationship program. I know it's the holidays coming up, and you don't want to spend another holiday season alone and worried that you'll be alone forever. You don't want to go through the holidays again and come up on January 1 without taking control of your life and working on your relationships so that's why I've officially opened up the opportunity to work with me there's a limited amount of spots once the spots are gone they're gone so if you're really truly serious about getting off the dating roller coaster you're tired of all the dating games and you are ready to attract that healthy great relationship this program is for you If you're tired of picking the wrong guy, picking people who won't commit, picking people who you feel you can't commit to, if you're tired of all that wasted energy and you want to have a relationship that lasts, then this program is for you. So make sure you don't wait. Go to the link in my Instagram bio it's Instagram at Dr. Morgan Coaching and click the apply now button. Go do that. Take the action now that your future self will thank you for. Welcome, everybody, to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. This is a very special episode. We have a friend of mine who has also been a business mentor for me. And he's an all-around wonderful person. Um, He's been in a wonderful marriage for a long time. And we're lucky to have him. His name is Travis Peters. He is the creator of The Increase Method. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to his website, theincreasemethod.com. Welcome, Travis. So excited to have you.
1: Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. And thank you. Very kind words. I appreciate you.
0: Yes, of course. Of course you know, you, you are one of those individuals that is excelling in multiple areas of life, right? Like I always think about this myth that like, Oh, we can't be successful in business and in our marriage, Mm -hmm. or, you know, we can't be healthy and have a great business, but, but you, you're doing it, Travis.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. (laughs) And that's, that's really what the increase method is all about. It's, it's, helping you create a life that you can't wait to wake up for. It's increase in all areas, not just one.
0: I love that. And, you know, there, there have been times y'all that Travis has mentored me through some valleys, I'll say through, you know, business decisions that weren't the best or things have gone wrong. Um, But one of the things I've always admired about you, Travis, is your energy is always positive and giving and just your presence you you feel genuinely happy when I'm well thank you you. yeah it's like does (laughs) this guy have a bad day like I mean I'm sure you do right and it's like you you have ways to course correct but yeah so the
1: the way I look at it is there's gonna be like the same stuff happens to all of us And people have said that to me before, like, you don't have bad days, do you? And I I actually say I don't. I don't have Mm -hmm. bad days. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Now, something might happen, but I've learned how to get out of that state very quickly. We've Mm -hmm. got our frameworks. we got our tactics. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a Christian, so I got a lot of faith stuff, and that shifts my state. That gets me out of that, so I don't stay in a funk. So you could be like, Trevor, don't you have a bad day? And I'm like, no. I I don't think so. I and love it. we get out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I think that that is such a powerful thing to remember that, that we get to choose, we get to intentionally choose. How do I want my day to go? How do I want to respond to my environment? Yeah. I know you and I have talked about this idea of we get to think about what we actually let into our brains, right? Like, there's all of this external. This is the the Bobby Proctor stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it matters though. It's it's massively important.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You get you get to pick. So, like, what what comes into you? Like, what happens to you? Um, interactions you have, a bad news, bad report, whatever it is, you pick what happens next. And I think the problem is most people, and we can relate this to dating, we can relate this to marriage, we can relate this to anything, is they allow that thing to dictate their day, their mood, how they feel, the actions they take, the decisions they make, the people they pick, mm-hmm. the people they leave.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's giving up, like you, you, you basically say, hey, event, hey, thing, you can have all the power in my life. Mm. it's it's in the realm of being having a victim mentality right like you are not subject to your circumstances you also write that down that's a good one you're not subject to your circumstances like you get to pick the outcome
0: it's true you get to pick the outcome I know I love it
1: (laughs) it just comes out I can't help it
0: it's good you you get to pick the outcome I I feel like one way to think about this, too, is you get to pick the narrative of Mm -hmm. what's happened to you. How are you telling the narrative of your life story? Yeah, I like that. Right. Was it all this all this shit happened and that's why you'll never do anything and that's why your relationships are terrible? Or was it? Yeah, these things happened to me. I learned from them. I was able to be resilient. And now I'm creating the life I really want, right? Like mm-hmm. what's the narrative?
1: Yeah. They got, and side note, are you wearing a scrunchie on your wrist? I am. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: It's a style, Travis. Bring no, it back the 90s.
1: I grew up in the 90s. Like that was, that was my jam. So I, I'm like, respect. Okay. I got a fanny pack. We're good.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, That's one thing you guys should know about Travis and I. We're both like nerds, but I want to say stylish nerds.
1: Yeah. I I mean, uh, I I call myself casual sharp for those of you watching, you know what I'm saying? Casual sharp. Casual sharp.
0: Yes. Yes. I like it. Although you don't have your glasses on today, but we'll, we'll forgive it. It's fine.
1: (laughs) True. I got the the lights in the ring. It just doesn't (laughs) work out.
0: No, I got it. Totally okay Uh, i threw us off with
1: the scrunchie
0: no no it's fine so so we're talking about you right and like being able to work on how you can control your state what i but what i'd like to move towards now is talking about romantic relationship and if you'd be willing to get a little bit vulnerable on the let's get vulnerable podcast here we go and, and share a little bit about your personal love journey
1: yeah so i'm 36 got married when i was 26 to the beautiful rachel renee Um, but we'll go back a little bit before that and we'll catch up so one of the things dr morgan wanted me to talk about was a little bit of the love journey a little bit of the the bumps and the ups and downs and uh i was sharing with her that there was a time when I was a, let's see, I was probably 21, early 20s. And I did that thing where you get attached to a female and you guys, you've got some words for it. You've got some fancy words for it, <laughs> but essentially uh it gets unhealthy and mm-hmm. you start to have this bond where you feel like you're dating you feel like you're in a relationship i mean it's mm-hmm. it's basically the massive friend zone which uh mm. i've spent many years in multiple times a
0: situationship
1: there you go <laughs> those, <laughs> those aren't those aren't the best you know they really no not, they're, they're not that great the, the what happens i get it though is like you get in this situation where mm-hmm. It it's like it's like eighty percent awesome, mm. and that you don't want to risk losing that eighty percent of greatness feeling. You mm. don't want to risk that because that eighty percent is better than the zero, or you think. Right, it feels like it. So you end up, and this this is what I did, and again multiple times, but early twenties. This is what I did, and it was that. Like I said, it was basically a relationship, but I didn't get, there wasn't, there wasn't the romantic side.
0: Mm, like no official, like we're building something together. We're, yeah. you know, showing up and to a wedding as, as boyfriend and girlfriend, like that wasn't happening.
1: We would maybe go, we, we, we would go to weddings and kind of go on, there weren't really dates. So we'd go out to eat and go out to things like that, but we were friends got it and and it wasn't mutual that we were friends
0: you wanted more
1: i did and she did at times Mm. and then would and then would change her mind and go back and forth but i was just hanging on but here's the deal and and i think if people are very vulnerable and honest with themselves if you're in one of those relationships right now deep down you know it's not the best Yeah. Like you need to make a bold move and you need, and you you need to realize I'm, I'm living at 80% and there's, there's a hundred percent situation out there. And that's, that's all, that's all you need to go for that 80%. And 80% is high. Like it's probably less than that. It's you get stuck in those moments and it's, it's you're settling. You're You're compromising. You're
0: accepting crumbs. Yeah. I have this metaphor. I don't know if you've heard me talk about it, but where you're, Watering a plastic plant, right? Like Mm. it's a relationship that you want to grow. You're giving it your energy. You're watering it, but it's a plastic plant.
2: Like it doesn't have
0: the capacity. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's good. And then you don't have space for the real plant that you want, right? Like the one that you would give your energy to, and it and it would grow. Yeah, the real one's
1: so much better.
0: Yeah. So so tell me, like, I mean, I have thoughts about this, but like. Why do people hold on to that plastic plant or to that 80%? Like why, why are they doing
1: that? Uh, I think two reasons. The ultimately, if you get to the core, there's a fear. There's a fear of being alone. There's a fear that what what if this is as good as it gets? That combined with typically the people who have that fear, I'm going to say typically, I'm not going to say a hundred percent because they typically if that's a fear you operate from it most likely correlates to how you see yourself as well so you could be in a position where it's like hey this isn't like my dream guy this isn't my dream man my dream scenario but you look at past experiences you've been through and you see to yourself you're like but maybe but maybe this is as good as it gets for me. I'm not like those other girls. I'm not a supermodel. I'm not whatever. I don't have a college education. This is as good as I can get. And then you've compromised the way you look at yourself. So now that situation looks a little bit better and you talk yourself into it.
0: Mm. You dropped your standards down to their level and it started with the way that you saw yourself.
1: And you can push past that for a little bit. And I think we've all known, I I think we've seen marriages, people that go through and they end up getting married, married. And I believe that God can take a marriage and make it amazing. Even if you married maybe the wrong person,
2: Mm.
1: I think, I think if you commit, you go all in, he's going to bless it.
0: The growth can happen. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It can happen. But I will say this. I will say that there's, I've seen scenarios where people have gotten married who I think if they're honest with themselves would say like, this probably wasn't the best fit, but he was the only option or he liked me back. So I thought that was, I felt great, but no one else would like me back like he did. So there's something there.
0: (laughs) He texted me good night and good morning.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm going to, there's a, my wife, I'll say my wife, I'm not going to admit to it myself, but my wife Loves the Hallmark Christmas romantic movies.
0: I love those.
1: And I mean, there's a small chance I've seen like nine of them already this year. Uh, But there was a good line. There was a good line on one of them. And it was, it was, I think it was today. It was this morning. And, and uh, I don't know what the name of the movie is. I caught it right in the middle. And she said this, she says, she was talking to her sister. She was in a relationship, Mm -hmm. but her sister was single, the main character. Mm -hmm. And she says, I don't need a man, but I want a man.
0: Yes. And that's
1: okay. And I heard that part it stood out to me. I was like that is okay.
0: Yes, that it, there's such a distinction there though, right? When we're when we're coming from that place of need, it's because we feel like something is wrong with ourselves. Like there's a hole in ourselves somewhere that we we absolutely need somebody to come in and say you're enough, you're worthy of love. Right? Yeah it's like it's it's that neediness place whereas want is hey i accept myself i love myself i know i'm worthy of love and i i want someone
1: yeah and you should and yes. and the way to, to kind of tie that in is that if you come from like you said if you come from that place of i need this you know a scarcity mindset mm-hmm. a fear-based mindset He's, there's not a lot of other options. No other guys liked me like this. What if nobody else comes? What if he's the only guy who loves me back, who likes me back, right? Coming from that place of need is what's going to get you that compromised result. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things where like, if you look at that right now from where you're at in your situation and you say, I'm not a person who compromises. I don't want compromised results. I don't want that 80% awesomeness. I want the 100%. Well, then you can take a look at you can pull back and look at the situation look at the relationship and be like you know what let's roll out i'm saving myself for 100 that's all i'm yeah. going for because you well, don't need that you want it you want a relationship you don't need that one
0: you guys travis with a great breakup line let's roll out that that yeah, let's means it's out. over <laughs> let's roll <laughs> out yeah. that means it's done <laughs> i'm just kidding you but no i mean <laughs> That is so powerful though to because it kind of comes down to identity, doesn't it?
1: It always it's does. Like
0: it? it does. On everything. On everything. On everything. But this idea of, hey, I'm not somebody who is okay with 80%. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if you don't mind, let, let me just encourage some people. Let me just preach for a second. Is uh I believe y'all can choose if you want to believe this or not. I believe. That there is, that God made a perfect scenario for you. A perfect husband, perfect relationship. Like, I think he's got someone for everybody.
2: Mm.
1: I held on to that and I got it.
2: Mm. I held Mm. on to
1: that that belief
2: Mm. and I got
1: it. Mm. Now, when you come from that place, because I never came from a place of lack or scarcity because I always knew he got, like, he's got me. Like I, I desire the wife of my dreams and I believe God gives us those desires. So I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't out trying to go make this happen in my own strength.
0: Yes.
1: I had, I had core. There was, there's a a handful of like core non-negotiables that I wanted my wife to have. And I held on to that and it wasn't, and and here's what I mean: is like core things. I don't mean like she needed to have brown hair and be tall and it Mm -hmm. wasn't physical stuff. It wasn't anything like that. Mm -hmm. It was what she, I wanted her beliefs to line up with mine. Mm. I wanted us to have same vision, same values. We value the same things. And again, that doesn't mean like it's, it's deeper. I've heard people break up with other people because uh, they really wanted to be in the gym and they're really into fitness, but they're, their spouse wasn't and not that the spouse was out of shape or anything. They just weren't into it in the same degree and broke up for reasons like that. Not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like non-negotiables
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, Hey, like for, again, for me, I, I wanted her to have the same belief in thinking that God had a perfect person for her, a perfect match.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. That's what I believe. Uh, I believe that church is super important and I want to raise a family in church. I want to have kids. It's a core value. I want to raise them in church. That's a core value. Like, those are the things that I was mm-hmm. looking for as my non-negotiables.
2: Absolutely. The rest,
1: she could be tall, short, blonde, brunette, whatever. Like, yeah. that part doesn't matter. We're going to connect on those core right. values.
0: Oh, there, there's so much gold in what you're saying right now. Um, like, here's,
1: here's here's what makes it healthy is when you come from that spot. hmm Cause again, I also know people who, who make a list of what they want and I think that can be okay. But if like, like for me, I had, a, I had my non-negotiables, but I had like two or three things that would have been cool if, Right. and I was like, it would be cool. Cause I used to play a uh, uh, guitar in like the worship bands and stuff at church. So I was like, it'd be cool if she could sing. Well, my mm-hmm. wife can't sing and I don't care at all. Right. Like, I, I yeah. do not care. Not on my radar. Doesn't even matter. I've never really thought about it till like kind of right now. Like I forgot. But people put those things on their list and yeah. will like be like, oh, she doesn't sing. Not an option. Not even going right. to give her the time of day. I'm looking for someone with all of these things. They like Taco Bell, not Taco Bueno. They like, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't that <laughs> matter?
0: Yeah. No, this is so good to actually tune into the values, like what what are your values that that really matter and um I think people definitely are are looking to those more external things or surface level things as like a way to know, but they're not, right? Like it's almost like you want to have like things match up as a way to control or feel safe or like oh, it's definitely going to work but those aren't the things that even matter when it comes down to it. Um,
1: I, I recently had, this was kind of interesting. It was about a month ago. And in the same week, same week, I talked to three different guys who had just divorced. Ooh, And I'm it's kind of a, you know, they need some encouragement kind of deal and see what's up. So I'm asking questions and all three of them, all three said the exact same thing. And then I told the story to my friend and he was like, I was just talking to someone else and they said the same thing. So I'll just say it's four people. I asked him the, they were kind of telling me about the red flags that came up during marriage, mm-hmm. the things that ended, basically ended it, caused it to end. And in all four situations, those same red flags were there while they were dating, but they pushed past and it was. It was core values that were misaligned. And Mm -hmm. in two of those stories, it was because the husband, the man, they actually pictured more of a classic life. They wanted kids. They wanted to own a house Mm -hmm. and the white picket fence kind of thing. And uh, the women didn't. They, they, one of them had some baggage. The other one was like, I'm a career woman. I don't have time for kids kind of thing. And he hoped that would change, Mm. but it didn't. Mm. So the core values were misaligned back then. Right. They tried to push past and you can, you can push fast because like you can vibe, you can connect anyway, you right. can your personalities can gel, like you can have fun together. There's all those things. And you we're both into music and both into working out. So yes. we're, we go to the gym as dates. It's awesome. And all of those things can match, but it's yeah. kind of false. The core Chemistry. is off.
0: Chemistry is not compatibility or alignment. Like I would people definitely confuse, agree with that. Yeah, people confuse chemistry for compatibility. All the time. Yeah. Can I say uh,
1: can I can I say something risky on this podcast? Oh. cuz you you might you might edit this out you might cuz you might disagree with me.
0: Oh, we don't but, edit anything, so it's it's going in. All right.
1: all right. This may not be supported by the producer of the show. Um but so it's in, I I have never really thought about this before, but I've actually kind of helped a lot of several divorce people just kind of mm. encourage them and get them back on the feed and get them mm-hmm. focused on the right things and kind of get them back. Yeah. Like the normal sort of nothing official. It just kind of happens through friendships and mutual friends and that sort of thing. But I have this theory because a a couple of years ago um I met several couples in a row who all met on match.com. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Personally, I'm talking, this is probably six years ago, five years ago. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, I don't know about those apps. Like I met my wife the old school way, you know, at church. Uh, I "I don't know about that stuff. Well, then I met four couples within a couple months of each other, four of them. And they're all crushing it and seemed awesome. And it was happy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe there is something to this. And then I caught up with them a little bit later and uh one of them well they weren't married but they broke up and the other two were married and they got divorced mm. and i'm like it's funny i haven't thought about all the divorced people i've talked to but it's guess it's been kind of a lot and i'm sitting here and i'm, I'm thinking about this and i'm like okay what's going on and so mm-hmm. i'm asking some questions again and, and digging in i'm asking some other people and my kind of my theory is i could be wrong but match match and those types they put you together with somebody who has the same likes, the mm-hmm. same interests. They're using the data mm-hmm. to match you up with somebody just like you. Right. But I don't think that's the perfect mix that makes a great marriage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My wife and I if uh, on paper you'd say, "Oh, we don't have anything in common."
2: Mm-hmm. We
1: have different interests Mm -hmm. we have different strengths and weaknesses it's going to sound corny but it's that thing where we kind of complete each other right more than it is matching based on of interests yeah incompatibilities so to speak but we have the core values are aligned yeah we believe in the same things and we do connect we enjoy each other's company we're best friends we hang out every single day like we have quality time seven days a week Mm -hmm. We have great conversation. It's a blast. Like,
0: I, I find this. We really should have brought her on the show. Yeah, yeah. Lo, I know. Is that I, cool? I can't wait to meet her at some point. Um, yeah. but you know, it's it's interesting to think about that dating apps and online dating, it's all just a tool. In in my mind, I always tell clients this it's a tool, and it's all about how do you use it. And obviously when i'm working with people i'm teaching them how to have these deeper conversations about what your values are like what is really important to you
2: yeah and and yeah.
0: building a relationship intentionally right because it goes back to that you know we got to have that strong foundation do the heavy lifting up front to understand who somebody really is so that you're mm-hmm. avoiding all that pain and and heartbreak down the road right so I don't yeah. fully agree that it's all online dating but it's how do you use online dating if you get matched yeah. and you assume like oh we're compatible and you haven't had any conversations with them then then that's faulty right like you're you're going off of the wrong um yeah you're you're looking at the data, wrong data I guess yeah, yeah 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 the wrong data yeah
1: and and don't get me wrong I'm not bashing them or hating on them I'm just saying I think that that could there there could be something to consider yeah. Like 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 consider what I've said and be like okay, just because we like the same TV shows does not mean and we yeah. just, and we can connect and have great conversation talking about the office yeah. does not mean we're supposed to keep going in a relationship.
0: Absolutely. Romantically. And and I want to speak to the people who and I'm sure you know you know these people who they think like, "Oh, well, even if you say that you don't want kids, I'll convince you because I am good enough and I'll convince you of anything and I'll change your mind, right? And it's, it's almost like by you not owning what's really important to you and like not owning your standards and your worth, you're handing it over to that other person. Mm. And, and you're like, hey, you know, I will, I will make you know that I'm good enough that you'll change what your values are, right?
1: That sounds risky to me.
0: It is. And so many that people do it. So many people do it. If you loved me enough, you'd want kids, right? And it's like, "No, it's not about you. People make it about them." But mm. like real love is like you're accepting that person for what they really want, and it's aligning and you're yeah. and you're growing together.
1: Yeah, and and I think a lot of it in that case that you're speaking about is Knowing no I mean, you might even need to take an inventory for a minute and be like, "What is mm-hmm. important to me? like what are my core values? What are my non-negotiables yeah i can't I can't picture life not having three kids, a dog, and a house in the suburbs, like if that's what you picture, that's what you should go get absolutely like you're worthy of it, you deserve it, that's a desire you have. I believe God's going to bring that to pass for you yes and so but you can go you can go mess it up like you can go compromise on that. Mm -hmm. You've got this, uh, I keep using a hundred percent. You've got this 100% beautiful dream, but you go and you compromise it by settling or the first guy who texts you back and makes you feel pretty, makes you feel good. Tells you how pretty you are. And all of a sudden you forget about your big dream Mm -hmm. and you start going this way. Well, that guy's cool. He he does. He does appreciate you but maybe he doesn't want kids and maybe he doesn't want that dream maybe he wants to live in this city and in it's like yeah so he's got to stop for a second be like okay that's not a core value
0: yeah
2: I
1: I I just spoke with someone today and uh a cool guy he he was I was checking in on him he started dating a new girl so I just seen how it was going well we actually actually ended it and it was for this exact reason
0: wow he said
1: that he said that I I could not see a future with her. We were great. We had a blast together. Everything on the outside seems like it would be great. there, but yeah, we're vibing. But I can't picture myself growing old with her.
0: Wow, he that's like, powerful.
1: No, he's like. So I just decided I would end it now before I got yeah in too deep.
0: It makes sense. And you know the thing that that makes me kind of sad when I when I think about this is like the men and the women who lose their voice in the relationship or who make themselves small and get silent about what they want because that fear of abandonment is stronger than their desire to Mm -hmm. live their life. Right. So just think about that pain that we give ourselves when we're not open and honest about our truth and what we really desire. And and how can you get something if you're not open and honest about wanting it? You can't.
1: Yeah. You don't need a man, but you want one. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay.
0: Be honest uh, about your desire. Like, don't go on yeah. a date and be like, so do you want kids? And then they say no. And you're like, oh, well, I don't want them either. When inside, yeah. you know, you want to be a mom. Like, don't yeah. don't change yourself to fit somebody else's dream.
1: I, I don't know how the kids do it these days. I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> the
0: kids, oh, yeah. the
1: kids. but, uh, so when I started dating Rachel, I, I took the approach of, I, I didn't ask her on it. So like the, the approach I see most common is mm-hmm. let's go on a date to get to know each other. Yeah. Okay. I took a different approach. I said, I want to, I I invited her to group hangouts. Mm -hmm. Then I invited her to like smaller hangouts. That was always like my, that was my MO back in the day is I would, if I was interested in a girl, I I owned a house uh, over here in Tulsa. And it was like the guy house, right? There's like four of Mm -hmm. us and we always had parties and all stuff. And so to get to know someone, I'd bring them over there first. And Mm -hmm. then from there I'd do a, it was, it was, it went great. I'm interested. And then we would do a smaller group hangout, but it's always group. Cause I'm like, what mm. is she like? How does she hang out with people? Like is, is mm. a date different than hanging out in a group? You see a different person. Yeah. And with Rachel, I, I had seen her at church before she was, we met volunteering at stuff. So it was like, I'm in, in the middle of living out my core beliefs. And I, somebody comes alongside me who's doing the same. We're in the same lane.
0: Yeah. You're in got the same line. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: So from there, the, my, my point though, is because I did it this way, I didn't get my heart involved first. Mm. So when you start by me, by, Hey, the first thing we do is go on a date to get to know somebody. i watched my friends do this and they all got their hearts broken over and over and over again. And you go on a date with them. Well, it's a different atmosphere. You guys are both there saying, could this be, well, hopefully, could this be a potential spouse? Right. That's the purpose of dating, right? Mm-hmm. Finding your spouse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Be real. That's the purpose. So if you're on a date, that's what you're trying to do, whether you admit it or mm-hmm. not. And your heart can get involved uh-huh. quick. This the Bible is a,
0: yeah, and The
1: Bible talks about guarding your heart with all diligence. Yes because it determines the course of your life.
0: Mm, mhm.
1: If you don't guard your heart, your course can get thrown off. Yes. You end up in the ditch.
0: It's interesting because what you're talking about is having no expectations. Like like going in with without hitting that fast forward button and putting all the pressure and the the hope and the you hope. know. Yeah. I I feel like the women I work with, I I'll talk to them about that dating is just gathering data. And we talk a lot about just dropping all expectations. Um, Mm. and I, I always have recommended the first date is actually less than an hour. I say you go to, you go to coffee. It's like you're meeting a friend, you have no expectations and it better be less than an hour. So it's interesting, yeah. like hearing your approach versus like I feel like I've kind of helped people in the modern way, like protect their heart more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm so
1: I'm so old timey.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> well, <I'm so>
1: old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. You know
0: what I mean? So, but but it's the same. The thing is, it's different approaches, but it's the same idea. Yes. Slow. Yes. Oh, I was right. I was writing some content about this. Y'all will see. I was writing about slow love. Like you, you want that slow burn vulnerability that, that deepens gradually over time. You don't want to jump in the deep end with somebody because then you're not protecting your heart and you can get hurt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And your your heart, I mean, this you can think this is corny or whatever, but Really, until you're engaged or until you're married, you should have your heart pretty guarded. It should be in a spot where, like, mm. I'll tell you, we set, my wife and I set guardrails when we did start dating. When I, when I, I remember when I asked her on a date, okay, first date, uh, I thought about it a lot. Here's why. And this is, this, this is going to be old-fashioned Trav again. Um, <laughs> but I literally was at a spot where I'm like, so I was 24, when I asked her on on our first date and I was like, look, I don't want, I don't want to date around. So I took my time. We'd hung out in groups a lot, a lot. I really got to know her. And I basically made a decision. I'm like, I want to ask her on a date. Like I'm serious about her. I could see her being potential wifey material. Mm. I said that before I even asked her on the first date because i had spent all this time with her
0: getting to know her. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the, Mm. again, the difference is like, I didn't jump in with my heart first.
2: Mm.
1: I took, I took some time and I thought, yeah, this is like, she's something special. I'm super interested. Let's do it. All right. I'm going in, asking her Mm. on a date and she does, she was here. We probably should have brought her. It would have been really fun to tell the story together, but she does give me a hard time because uh, I didn't call it a date on our very first time i said do you want to come and hang out with me and let's go to this music thing there's a barbecue festival let's go to this barbecue festival so i i heard about it for years and i didn't use the word date um yeah i know you got i'm sure you got tons to say on that uh which i fully agree with and have coached many men uh to use the word date and uh be very clear on your expectations. It was a mistake I made. y'all can learn from there we go. um yes, so anyway, we had a great time. The date went awesome. walked her to her door, kissed her on the cheek, and said i want to mm. I'd like to take you out on another date mm. and uh as I was leaving, I had this thought i felt like it was i felt like I feel like the Lord told me to do it to be honest with you um but I went to her parents and asked permission to date, to date
0: her. her. Oh, my family would have loved you, Travis. <laughs> that's all I could say. Yeah. I mean, wow, yeah. And
1: they they love me.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, that's how you get it good with the family. There, there, you go. I'm telling
1: you. I'm telling you. Uh,
0: you know what I like about it? I like the intentionality like everything that you're saying is you're intentionally doing it like you know um going into it with commitment already that i'm committed i'm going to show up like i'm i'm invested to showing up in this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. A... after you'd gathered a bunch of data beforehand there you go yeah
1: no that's that's a great way to put it yeah it's it, it's interesting i know you, You guys watching this, listen to this might think that was weird or it was, it was too old fashioned for you or whatever you want to say. But I'm telling you, it's those types, that way of thinking, those types of moves, that's uncommon. It's intentional. I'm telling you, it gets you a different outcome.
0: Different outcome, different moves, different outcome. Yeah. Mm,
2: And so
1: I went, I went and asked for permission and they loved me for it. And they were like, absolutely. I think you're a great guy, all the stuff. And her parents and I are been homies. We were tight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they accepted me right in. It was great. And so our dating life was amazing.
2: Mm.
1: We, we put, we put lots of guardrails in place. Um, I don't know far you want to go with that stuff, but like one for instance is when we, we would hang out, you know, this is back, you know, way before we were married engaged, just dating. Um, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be in a room alone with the door closed. See the door open. Mm -hmm. There's just little guardrails like that to make Mm -hmm. sure that one, I don't do anything that I don't want to do yet. Same with her, but then also perceptions and and all that kind of stuff. And so we had Mm -hmm. we had guardrails that kept our hearts guarded. Yeah, until this time, you know, basically until we were engaged. Yeah, and then things change.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll talk a lot about physical intimacy and what that means. And one of the things that I know to be true is that people don't understand the emotional investment that goes along with physical intimacy. And here's, here's what I know people do. They say, okay, we're going to hook up. We're going to have sex, whatever, using that as a way to build a relationship. Like they, they think that that part Will build the relationship when yeah. what we really want is you create that emotional security, that connection with the person, the commitment, right? That then leads to physical intimacy. But, yeah. you know, so, so many of us, and, and I think it's not even necessarily completely our fault, but it's the society that we're in or the people we're around or the things that we've picked up. But but I do every woman I work with, I encourage them to think about what does you know what what emotional um investment comes along with physical intimacy and to be really honest because we'll lie to ourselves and say that no, it's just for fun, whatever. But I guarantee you there there is emotional investment that that goes along with it. So, so a
1: thousand percent. And yeah. that's that is, I man. I wish the people listening to this would get that. The, so it's like, again, whatever I'm, I'm going to preach, but the Bible talks about when you do come together, you become one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When you come together intimately,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you become one person, your spirit, your soul, all that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the
1: emotion. That's the emotion stuff you guys are, that's what we're craving is that emotional feel. The problem is, if you don't get married to that person, at some point, you're going to tear that bond apart that you created. Mm. And from one to split into two is painful. That hurts. I'll mess you up. Yeah. You'll carry, that'll give you some baggage, you'll carry to the next relationship. You'll remember that pain. Right. Like, it's the Bible actually sets us up for success. Like, so my wife and I waited till we were married Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, it was, it wasn't like I've ever felt like, Oh, you know, sex is a bad thing and you can't do it. And it's all weird. It's like, no, 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 save it. Give it, give your wife like a gift that no one else can give her telling Mm -hmm. you that's how you have an amazing marriage. You do things like that. Mm -hmm. And for anybody listening who doesn't believe that or hasn't waited, I'm not, no conviction, no condemnation, yeah. please from hear my heart, no judgment, like no nothing judgment. like that. Absolutely. No, 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 no. But I want you to be thinking intentionally right. about what, because what, you, you want the marriage of your dreams. What actions now would lead to that?
0: Right. Be
1: intentional. What type of things, yeah. What type of things can I do or save myself mm-hmm. for, or, or, or how can I set that future marriage up for as much success as possible? Yes. I'm thinking about before I'm married, I'm thinking about my wife and I'm thinking about my actions now. And will that affect mm. my future wife? Mm. Will that affect my future husband? Powerful. Yeah.
2: No,
0: I'm I, you. I appreciate that perspective. Absolutely. And I want to switch gears just a little bit and I want to okay. have you share. Okay. So now you, you have this amazing marriage And, and one of the things, but by the way, your children are the cutest thing I've ever seen. They're so adorable. (laughs) Thank you. you Remind me their ages and names real quick.
1: So my oldest is Anna. She is six. Yeah. Caroline just turned four. Yep. And we have Bravely who is nine months.
0: Oh my gosh. And they are so cute. I just I can't get over it. You guys are adorable. Thank so you. so you have this amazing family. Travis, one of the things that I look up to you for is you make time for family and you do it consistently. You you prioritize that part of your life. Can you talk about like how that came to be and 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 what you do to make that happen?
1: Yeah. So that's a great question. And actually, I'll probably give you answers you've never heard before. Um, let me shut my door real quick. The, the thing is, I, I want to hang out with my family. And here's what I mean. I used to have an office. So I office at home now. Um, but I used to have an office downtown for three years. And I love what I do. Like, I love helping people. I love my my business. I enjoy enjoy it but here's what's super cool. I really enjoy coming home. Mm. So I, have a, I look forward to work. I love what I do. I, I get up at four o'clock in the morning every day, like I, with this energy level pretty much. Like it is just great. So I go to work, but then five o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock rolls around and I'm just as excited to get home to hang out with my wife and my kids. So as far as prioritizing it, in a way, I'm like, I just want to. Yeah. Because I, but you know why? It's because I made all of those choices 10 years ago. Yeah. To make sure my marriage was set up for success.
0: Mm. And now I'm walking
1: in the harvest of that.
0: Ooh, that's powerful.
1: Yeah. And my kids are hilarious and super smart and cute and fun. Yes. And they're a blast. And I love hanging out with them too. Uh, right before this, Caroline's in her ballerina outfit and she wanted me to be a bear and attack the ballerina. So that's what <laughs> we did for 30 minutes. It was a blast. It was a great time. But, yeah. but when we don't prioritize these things, and here's kind of like you, you've heard me teach this, and um, the, the core teaching of the increase method is structuring your life, structuring your day, designing your day in a way that mm. you automatically hit your goals in all the areas. Yes. So that includes, that's business and money and all that, of course, but it includes my family life and my my wifey mm. time. Mm-hmm. So we we live a somewhat structured, it's not ultra rigid, but there's structure to our day. In the sense of when I'm done with work, usually five. Uh, My wife cooks most nights. So we have a family dinner. I would say five out of seven nights. And it's a great time. We hang out at the table. We laugh. We have good. It's pretty classic. I'm telling you. Uh, It's all American classic family life. And then after that, we hang out with the kids, whatever that looks like. Watch a movie. We've been doing some cool Christmas activities. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Christmas light stuff and what all the things making cookies, uh and then we put the kids to bed at eight, and then Rachel and I hang out till ten, and then we go to bed together every night
2: mm-hmm.
1: and because we structured it that way,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a couple things happen when your body your body actually likes habits, it likes routines, it enjoys it, like yes, I don't know the science, but all the chemicals happen, and it likes those things mm-hmm. so the routine that i've built i crave it i want it i enjoy it my wife and i like this is this is my office most nights we sit on those chairs i've got a big this whole wall is like this giant tv uh and we watch a show or something right like mm-hmm. we do that every night we get alone time we connect and because we have done that it gradually just gets you to that place you want to be yes we, we communicate every day a lot of the people who have problems are like they don't talk, they don't bring stuff up, they don't communicate. Yes. Hey, my kids kept me up. My kids were up until eleven. Why don't you put them in bed? Well, they don't. They don't want to go to bed. They fi- make them. You're the parent. Yeah. Like, I, I can teach on that too. But you do those things, those hard things, because you know how important it is mm-hmm. to connect with your wife every single day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not always this like magical moment. Sometimes it really is watching Netflix or a Hallmark right. movie. But then some nights, like last night, we had a great conversation. Like we talked about some hard stuff. We brought it around. We made some plans. And it was a great night. We talked for probably two hours.
0: And, you know, I I love so much of what you're saying, of course. And this idea that it's the small daily investment that adds up over time to have that quality relationship it's not the, you know, trip to Tulum that you see on Instagram with the two people doing all the things. Like no, like that's a highlight reel. Like it's the it's the small actions of you having this daily I would call it um connection at its core, right? Like yeah. you're you're having this intentional connection with your your wife daily. That's the investment into the relationship that you both want. Yeah.
1: Yes. That's
0: it. Yeah. And
1: I I would go on
0: the piece about conversations, people avoid tough conversations, but when you have built this habit of, Hey, we come together and we talk about things, it normalizes the idea of there could be something hard, but we're going to talk through it. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and she knows that, and I've gotten better, but she knows that when we have a hard conversation, we like, we've, Together, we've gotten better at having those hard conversations in a way that is not disrespectful,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. but in a way that honors the other one Mm
2: -hmm. and brings it
1: to light, you know, in a polite way uh, where it can be received.
0: And And people shy away from those conversations, but they're, they're a vehicle for growth.
1: Yes. Every time we have one of those, we are thankful for it on the other side.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. It can be painful for a minute. But on the other side is growth. On the other side is like, man, I'm so glad we talked about that because now X, Y, Z.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The I'll give you a, one more one more tip. I was thinking about that. I think has been a big key to our success. Is it's going to sound simple, but let me explain. Is just keeping unity. Like mm-hmm. she's my she's my teammate. She's my partner. Like she's my best friend. I like that word teammate also partner. Like we're partners and parents are figuring this thing out together in business. We're doing this life together. All the things is my teammate. And so anytime that there is division, uh, a disagreement or an argument, which honestly don't happen that much, it's because we've built life this way. But if there's something we disagree on, and I feel like we don't have unity, Mm. man, I rush to fix it. Ooh, I rush to fix it. And I'll take the hit. I'll apologize even if I don't feel like I need to. Like, whatever. More, more than that, that ego pride, get it out of the way. Because, like, unity is what matters mm. more than anything else. You guys coming together, being on the same page, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take the hit so I can have that unity again. Uh,
0: yeah. a big deal. That's, that's really powerful. Uh, I talk a lot about relationship culture, like in every relationship, you're building a culture, right? Just like in a workplace, there's workplace culture, relationship culture, right? So in your relationship, you will fix things when you notice things are off course, you're going to course correct as quickly as you can. And I think that's so important because resentment over time, resentment over time leads to distance distance oh yeah
1: there's a there's a scripture that says don't let the sun go down on your anger
2: Ooh. and so i
1: just i just took that literally like i'm not <laughs> i'm not going to bed if i'm angry at my wife like we're gonna fix it first yeah yeah and there's been times we've done that there's been times we're in bed and i'm like we gotta talk about
0: something yeah yeah i'm sitting
1: there getting mad like we gotta fix it and we always do i've never gone to bed angry we've always worked mm. it out.
0: Mm, there's there's also the security there. Like I talk a lot about building a secure attachment, the secure attachment that whatever comes up, we'll figure it out as a team, right? Yeah, we'll get through yeah. it. If you never have those conversations, you've never built that security. You have to mm-hmm. give yourself the opportunity to go through those hard conversations to build the security in the relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah I like that. Hmm. Like wow. That
0: Man, time is just flying.
1: Who? How long we've been talking? An hour, <laughs>
0: like an hour. <laughs> Trav, you know, I think it's like you're you're obviously in the business kind of sphere more than talking about relationships. But I'm gonna go out and say, I think you've got a gift here. There's some really valuable stuff.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's it's um, I, I mean, I enjoy talking about it. It's yeah. it's something I know that that helps people. And I, if I'm honest, and I think it's important to own things like this, I think I've got an amazing life and an amazing marriage. And I think our, our journey from dating to engage to marriage mm-hmm. has been pretty fairytale, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. We didn't break up. We didn't do the up and down thing. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't do any of that. It wasn't crazy. It was pretty romantic. It was pretty fun. Um <laughs>
0: this is um, that, so important for all the people listening because we need them to know that this is out there. People always yeah. are like, oh, things are different now or like, you know, there's no good men out there. Um don't don't live in those lies. Know that you can create the relationship that you
1: deserve, right? Absolutely. If you ever have the thought all the good ones are taken or there's no good ones left, I want you to out loud just tell yourself to shut up because that, <laughs> that is a lie. Don't let your mind even go there for a minute because then you're going to go to that 80% zone where you're compromising. Yeah. Get, Don't out, stay, get that out of there.
0: Yeah. Stay out of scarcity. Uh,
1: I will tell you this. I will tell yep. you this. I talked earlier about core values. Mm-hmm. People with core values congregate at the same places. For me, I, that was a church so con- word congregate works. But how many people do we know that are trying to meet the man of their dreams at a bar?
0: You're right. Yeah.
1: Odds are the person with your core values does not congregate at a bar. Does not congregate at strip clubs. Does not congregate at those types of places. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan and I have core like as far as business goes and ambitions and that sort of deal. So we congregate in the same business and mentorship groups, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but the people that you're looking for as your spouse, same thing, they're going to congregate with those same core values. Like for me, it was at church, the people with the core values I want congregate at a church. That's where I met my wife. Are you fishing in the wrong ponds? You mm-hmm. might be saying there's no good guys out there because yeah, there aren't any fish in that pond of your type of fish. Mm-hmm. They're not there. You need to, you need to go where your core values are.
0: Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that's, that's so important because whatever narrative you're telling yourself of like, Oh, there's no good guys out there. Well, then your actions are going to match that you're going to fish in the ponds that there's no guys right so you need to switch the narrative and hang out in the places where the the people who align with your values are absolutely yeah. and this goes back to you becoming that version of you before you're attracting your partner like become that most aligned fulfilled version of you do do the things that light you up and then meet the people that are also doing the things that light them up and you align right
1: yeah. I've, I've looked at it before. Like you're running your race and at some point you're going to look to your right and your partner is going to be running the race right next to you too.
2: Mhm, mhm. Yeah.
1: That's different. That's a different mentality than having to go like hunt him or her down somewhere.
0: I, I always want to clarify this. So I feel like this is a good opportunity. Like we, you never want to chase, you're never out there chasing, but you also don't want to be so passive that you're not in the right pond or you're not running the right race.
1: I'd agree and, with that for sure. And,
0: and you also don't want to like push the person over when, when you notice them, right? Like, cause a lot of people are actually blocking love. Like it yeah. comes to them and they're like, get out of here. So I, instead of chasing, I like to think of the energy of allowing, allow it in, right? Mm. Yeah. Don't push it away. Don't chase it, but allow it when it's there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had, the, there's, I know exactly we're talking about people pushing it away. They've, they've had pain in the past.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So they, I mean, you, you know, people who once they get to, I don't know, month three, With the guy, they start to self-sabotage. Yep. Well, that's because last time they got to month three and met the parents and went with them on a trip to Colorado, it blew up and their hearts were broken and it was painful. Maybe they had become one and they had to split into two again and pain's attached. So next time you get to that same point, you start to push people away because your brain's saying like, I don't want that pain again. Hey, danger zone. We're about to go into the pain zone. I don't want that anymore. Exactly, right? but everything like the life you dream could be on the other side of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you, this is where you're talking about allowing it, allowing that Allow in. Like, I can't, in. I can't bring that old stuff into this. Um, I can be more intentional this exactly. time.
2: Exactly. I can guard my
1: heart a little more this time.
2: Yep. Mhm. Mhm.
1: But you, but but the girls, the ladies, they do gotta be available. They can't push it away.
2: Be you gotta em- put some yeah. makeup
1: on. You gotta dress cute. You gotta do stuff. <laughs> you gotta catch our attention a little bit. That's okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you definitely have to get into a place where you are. You know, it's so interesting with women. Like, there's actually science on this. That for women, we will actually be more open to love and and meeting somebody if we think we look hot. Like for women, we, we have to think that we Probably look that. hot, right? Like for men, it is actually more about like what the other person looks like, but for women, it's more about our relationship with ourselves. And like, do we, do we feel attractive? So, so yeah. there's true to that. Like you want to, you want to treat yourself with the energy of, Hey, I want to look good for me <laughs> so that then I also attract what's meant for me.
1: Well, even, even, even me, like if I know I look good, yeah, I feel good.
0: Absolutely.
1: And then when I feel good, I come from a different spot. My confidence is there. Yes. And is a simple way to put it is, you know, the girls, the girls, you know, she looks hot. She's got some confidence right now. Exactly. And exactly. that changes everything. It changes does. Everything. How you look at stuff, how you react to stuff, how you respond, yes. the actions you take, the decisions you make, like that's a big deal. So I say, yes. go get your hair did, do your nails, whatever you got to do right. Get to that, get to that spot. Yeah. Do,
0: do the internal work <laughs> as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes.
1: Yes. Of yes. yes
0: and yes.
1: Get that internal work done. It starts to show up on the outside.
0: It's so true. It really does. It really, really does. Wow. Well, Trav, I just so appreciate you and all of the wisdom that you shared with us today. Um, I I always ask this question of my guests so I'm going to ask it of you. Okay. <laughs> you ready? So, yep. so let's say you're walking down a sidewalk and some random person comes up to you and they're like, "Hey, Trav, what's your best life advice right now?" <laughs> what would oh, you man. say? <laughs> and it's, it doesn't have to be of all time, but like currently what would your best life advice
1: be? In in this context of this podcast, love and relationship?
0: No, just in general, actually, for this one. Okay.
1: All right. So, yeah. So here's my personal advice, because you asked Trav, mm-hmm. is I, I personally have a, a deep relationship with God, and I put him first. And every time that I've done this, I've 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 started living for God probably 20 years ago, about 16. And for me personally, every time I've looked to him for wisdom and advice, I've always known what to do.
2: Mm. And that's
1: always kept me safe. Mm. It's always put me in a place to win. It's always put me in a place where you come to me like, Chad, do you ever have bad days? No, not really. Yeah.
0: Well, I love so, that.
1: That's 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 what I would tell the people.
0: Lean not into your own understanding. Yeah. That's
1: it. Yeah, that's the yeah. exact scripture.
0: Yep. Travis, awesome. thank you so much. For your time. I so appreciate you. Once again, how can people connect with you? They want to find you. Look, maybe we have some entrepreneurs. We we might, we have some powerful women who listen to the podcast, some female yeah. entrepreneurs who want to grow their business. I will tell you this. I've worked with a lot of business coaches. I don't trust anyone as much as I trust Travis. And he has been one of the best things for my business ever. So I highly recommend him um, yes how how can people get in touch with you
1: yeah of course i'm on facebook um but you can head over to my website theincreasemethod.com, and you'll get all the info and in different ways you can learn more about what i do
0: and you're slowly growing your ig i see you you're
1: yeah started. i'm working on it i'm working yeah. on it <laughs> I see you, I see you working yours. So I'm like, I got to step it up.
0: (laughs) We all, we all have had our preferences. So Facebook has been, has been more where where you hang out, right? Yeah. If they want to connect with you. All right. Okay. So the website, the increase method, go find them on Facebook. Um, Once again, Travis, thank you so much. Appreciate you.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was fun.
0: Yeah, of course. And To the audience, as always, you know, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram Facebook and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.